You are listening to the Podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 119 for the week of September 22nd, 2013. Uh, as usual, this is Amin. And this is Kyle. Welcome back to the award-winning, longest-running podcast dedicated to George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series and occasionally HBO's A Game of Thrones. Is it a Game of Thrones or is it just Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, but yeah. But we're, yeah. we're not consistent with, with our own podcast name, right? <laughs> we're sometimes about HBO's A Game of Thrones and sometimes yeah. about Game of Thrones. Yeah. We have some news, don't we, Kyle? Yeah, we've uh, been very excited on our end. As, as most of our listeners know, we, we won the... Um, we won the first ever Geeky Award for Best Podcast, and uh, apparently, um, <laughs> because I didn't thank George in the speech, he ended up noticing us and putting us on his website and uh, congratulating the four of us by name and uh, our past hosts and all of our listeners. Um, not all of our listeners by name. That would be amazing if he did that. But um, but yeah, he ended up thanking us on, or con- excuse me, not thanking us, congratulating us on his website. Uh, first, he congratulated us on his blog, which was which was amazing. And then uh, and then his web, and then it was on his website a few days later. And I don't think he he he's not the webmaster of his website, right? No, I think he probably directed the person to put it on there in the news, and then that person did for the news. You think but- so? I feel like it's somebody who just kind of has free reign, and they just sort to pick and choose what stories to put on the the website mm. that's that's my my guess but yeah because the website had a slightly different description if i was looking at it it was uh is it george yeah it yeah like, i think it had like his first paragraph it was like congratulations uh, kyle mimi ashley and amin uh you got last billing on that by the way uh, let's see well uh, last billing is sometimes the best right is it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know was that copied right from the live journal, or is it different from the live journal? Uh, I think like the first paragraph uh, is the same, but then uh, the second paragraph on the website says like, "Oh, please visit their site," which is extremely nice of them. Thank you guys. Um, but uh, George himself had a second paragraph that a lot of people <laughs> had a good joke about because uh, he says, uh, "What's the backhanded compliment that we get?" Uh, let me read it for you. Okay. I'll read it in its entirety. Um, so this is his post on his live journal. A somewhat belated congratulations to Kyle, Mimi, Ashley, Amin, and the many other co-hosts, guests, and visitors at a podcast of Ice and Fire, who just won the Geeky Award for Best Podcast. Then he posts a video, and then the following uh, few sentences is, I've never actually met the folks from the podcast of Ice and Fire. Well, most of them, anyway. I may have run into one or two on book tours. But I have listened to them from time to time, and they seem to have a lot of fun. They are not always right, but they are almost always interesting and worth the listen. So give them a try. If you're a fan of podcasts, you can find them at our website, talking about the show, the books, and for some reason I am not entirely clear on, House Man Woody. (laughs) Congrats on the honor, guys. Take a bow. So uh, a lot of people, a lot of us uh, on the social media, on our Facebook page and Twitter, were having a good laugh about the the backhanded compliment, the almost always interesting. And uh, I think that's awesome. I think we need to make a shirt that says we're almost always interesting. Yeah, we got to quote that. Not not always right. But, uh, <laughs> the remnant of the podcasters. But the <laughs> so that was amazing. I uh, I was I was yeah. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. And um, 
uh, Kristen Nettopak, the creator of the Geeky Awards, I told her about it, and she she posted it all over the place, and she was very excited because that was a big reason why she created the awards was to was to take independent creators such as ourselves who are passionate and who are making good products and to put it out there and 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 let people notice. And when the creator of the project you're ta- you've been talking about for five years notices and congratulates you, that's that's an amazing thing for not only us but also the award show. It's it's really a great recognition for that. And hopefully, it's a kind of recognition that will catch HBO's eye or something, and hopefully promote uh, further interaction or something. Interviews. That's yeah. <laughs> hopefully, I mean, we'd uh, of course we'd all love to talk to him. Yeah. And I'm sure our listeners would love to love to hear that us make fools of ourselves in front of George. But um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it was just it's a big huge honor. Um, thank you, George, and yeah. and I feel ten times worse now that I didn't thank George in my speech. Well, isn't there like a special occasion for George right now or something? Oh, yes. Um, as of this day, our recording day right now, which is September 20th, um, it is George's birthday today. <laughs> so happy birthday, yeah. George. Happy birthday. Hopefully this is one of the few right? he listens so, to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no Mimi or Ashley, though, so the odds of, it, of him listening might be lower. Well, if we put, our, <laughs> if we put Mimi's hot thumbnail on, oh, on this, on this on social media, I think we got a better <laughs> shot. It's like the false advertising. We put we put her photo and we post. <laughs> we just we're just pimping her out. Mimi bears right. it all. Episode one nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's another bit of information. Mimi and I are actually going to meet in a couple hmm. weeks. Uh, Mimi's apparently going out to San Diego for business, which is two hours south of Los Angeles. So I'm going to drive down there for a day, and uh, and she's probably going to take advantage of me. So it's going to be cool. Now, is this uh, <laughs> open to other people showing up to it, or is it going to be a private meeting? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we, uh, we were talking, and we're like, oh, should we open this up to listeners? And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's just figure out like where where we're going to meet. And, and uh, before we figured that out, she shot out the word that we were going to be in San Diego. So, yeah, um, I have no idea where we're meeting, but apparently Mimi wants you all to be there. So. You're gonna go for barbecue. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's Korean barbecue. That's the yeah. that's the thing when everybody when podcast yeah. advice and fire hosts get together. Well, this time Mongolian. I don't think Mimi's gonna stand for Korean. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, uh, just not Chinese. I don't yeah. think she has a problem with Korean, but. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that's pretty awesome. You know, I was just looking at the site. Yeah, this just the, the last sentence on this, but yeah, it seems like they copied from our like they took from our site. Whoever I think the webmaster was the award-winning longest running that was taken from the site. I think like from our site. So that's that's cool. But yeah, so that's that's thanks, George. Good to get that out there. And uh, speaking of George's work, I guess we're gonna go back into the. Uh, Longest running chapter reread of A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> we're on dance by now, right? <laughs> we're going backwards. That's why we're in Glass of Kings. Oh, we're backwards. Okay, so we've actually gone through four books already. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we got a couple of good, like, well, the first chapter anyway, especially, but I, I saw a connection between them. Uh, we're doing Caitlin. Oh, what number is this, actually? We have this. I think it's chapter 34. Uh, I see Caitlin. Oh, God, my Roman numerals kicking. Caitlin, four. Okay. <laughs> it shouldn't be that difficult. There are no L's or anything in this one. Um, yeah, so Caitlin Four from A Clash of Kings and yeah. John Four as okay. well. So we've got those two. But before we get to those, let's. Uh, I don't. There's not much news out there. Okay. But sure. let's let's chat sure. a little bit. I mean, we've got um, we've got a lot of casting news mm. coming out of. Um, I mean. All I do is look at winners coming and get my little casting news. But uh, let's see. Um, we have Lady 
Anna Wen Wenwood Wainwood, excuse me. Wow, I haven't said that in a lot of Lady Lady Wenwood uh, is a pa- Paula Dianiscud. I apologize about that one. <laughs> um, we yeah, we've got her cast, and we've also got the innkeeper's daughter is cast. Oh, oh. So we're we gonna have like a flashback. <laughs> Well, is, is this the one, like, well, which innkeeper's daughter is this the question? Is this the one with, uh... Oh, I was just immediately thinking about the mountain, but, um... Yeah, well, the mountain's been recast as well, a better, I think. Like, yes. It, it fits Have you seen all the pictures coming yeah, out? Yeah, I saw, like, when you had, like, the big bloody sword and stuff. Yeah, he had a bloody sword. He had, like, a guy lifted up on the sword. Um, looks like he's just gonna, like, skewer somebody and lift him up instead of chopping someone in half, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he's gonna kill a whole lot of people. Well, you have to build him up. Like, if you're gonna have him in the major, like, trial of combat, you gotta bring him to the forefront again, I think. So, mm, very true. That's gonna be good. Yep. We also have, uh, who else is it? Oh, I just got faster internet this morning right before I started podcasting, and mm. it is fast. All right, so Irish actress Jane McGarth uh, has been cast, but no cast, excuse me, Vargo Ho at this morning, um, has been cast, but not as anything in particular yet. So, just as a wildling, I think. That's, or is that what she doesn't say which one? Oh, oh, uh. Is that the word like, in the right same person? Or? She did say that she's playing a wildling, yes, yeah, so it could be. Uh, could be Val or mm. no? We already have. Um, who am I thinking of here? Mance Raiders lady there. Like Val's sister, you mean? I think they're sister. Yes. There we go. Um, yeah. So we've got all that. Uh, we've got. Have you seen the eight-bit video game yet? Have you played it? No, I haven't done that. You can actually play it. I guess so. Um, <laughs> the the link I first saw was a little shady, so I, I didn't actually. Oh no! You know, you know, I did download it. But the mm. thing was, it's a .exe file, which, as far like, as I know, don't run on Mac. Okay. So it was I'm like sure littlefinger.exe. You're like, hmm, maybe I should open. <laughs> 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 that should be a new virus. It should be littlefinger.exe. This is littlefinger worm. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's all I've got for news. Yeah. It's, uh, not too much going on. Yeah. yeah, we've never been like. I mean, we do we do cover the news for you, but we're not your ultimate source for it. We're, you're like your late commentary on the HBO news. Yeah, what are you talking about? Of course we're <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're better um, than the on season. Like in the on season, we cover everything. But I don't know. I mean, you're you're the actor, and you're the most into the series, so you probably follow it the most. But like, I don't follow it so much in the off season. I just turn on when it comes onto the screen. Mainly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just uh, yeah. I follow along a bit. I follow winners coming on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. So whenever there's a new casting thing or whatnot, I usually uh, usually pops up right in my face. So I don't have to go hunting for them. But yeah, it is cool how much they they get now. Like the last couple of years, when just coming has become like a ma- the, ma- the major source for all this information. Oh yeah, it's great. They do, they do a fantastic job over there. So congrats to you guys. Yeah, we should look at the guest host sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do it. I I, uh, I know uh, I know Simone um, hmm. Boyce who does the Daily Raven with them, and uh, you know I've mentioned to her and Fabio a few times, like, hey, if you guys ever need a guest host on that Daily Raven, you know, let me know. Hmm. So uh, hopefully something. Hopefully I'll be able to do something with those guys. That would be a lot of fun. I'd be I'd be honored to do that. I hope it, I hope something can work out. It'd be cool. Yeah, you gotta get to a point where you have like a business card where it's just like Kyle, like Ice and Fire. 
I already have them. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been going to all these conventions. Yeah, I made. A, I have podcasts of Ice and Fire business cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. They're spiffy. I'll have to take a picture. And, and is it like House of Manhood Specialist or something? Or what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. It has our logo on it. It's all black. It's black with just white lettering and whatnot. And, so how uh, many numbers have you got with that card? Like used to... Oh, I've, I've, uh, <laughs> well, I've actually got a um, Google um, Google Voice number on it, so it's not my actual phone number. Mm. Um, so in case anybody tries to suck me, I can block them on that. Um, but uh, I've gotten a few messages from email and from uh, from that. So, cool. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, one is sexy Sailor Moon, but we'll see. Oh God, she was sexy. Anyways. Let's get, I guess we're back to the chapters. And this Caitlin one is a crucial one because it's the Renly assassination chapter. That's how I've always summarized it. Do you want to do a summary for this? or do you, like, do uh, you just pretty much did the summary. Caitlin prays, <laughs> yeah. Renly dies, and Brienne runs. Yeah. Pray, die, and run. And run. <laughs> it's, pretty much the, <laughs> it's pretty much this chapter. Um, it starts off Caitlin's uh, praying at the Sept. Let's see here. I had a couple of comments on on that. Just one was uh, just it, it's again interesting to see how the seven can be seen as one god and like the terminology behind that because mm. it's not always obvious, but it's there. Like there's been mentioned several times that the seven are like aspects of one god. Yeah. And the stranger is, is neither male nor female yet yet both, which is kind of like big beyond gender. Kind of like a, the dragons are the same thing. They're not really male or female either. Mm. There's a, there's a pretty touching moment where she thinks of Cersei when, while she's praying mm-hmm. and how uh, Cersei probably prays to the mother as well because of her children and whether or not they're ancestral children, she still bore them. She carried them and, and gave birth to them. And uh, she has this weird thing. She's like, oh, yeah, so I guess me and my enemy share this, mm-hmm. which is something I think um, – I'm, I'm not a very religious person, but I feel like if I – I feel like people who do pray, like you, you often think that you're like <laughs> the people who, like you're praying for one thing, and there's somebody out there who's praying to the same God about uh, wanting the complete opposite results, and it's just like ah. Um, it shows that she has empathy, and both her, both her and Ned, like they have empathy for them, but Cersei doesn't. Like that's why I think Caitlyn is the better, obviously the better person. Mm. She covers a lot of stuff here that people like have criticized it for, her, but she knows. Like for example, people are like, "Why didn't she go back to Bran Rickon?" But she felt like she had to do stuff in the south. But she still realizes like Bran Rickon might think me like a cold, unnatural mother. Like she's aware of that that she's yeah. Not, like it's a difficult situation that she just thinks they're fine. It's just like mm-hmm. she has to do this for the good of the entire family. It's so tough, and I feel like that's a build up to uh, her releasing Jamie for the sake of her other children because she's everybody's like oh why didn't you go home and take care of your children and this and that and then she's like no i had to do this i had to do this for the for the for rob and for the war and for all this and everything and then eventually it gets to the point where she's like all right fine i'm gonna help my kids and she releases jamie yeah um such a build-up like everybody picks on her for one it's one of those you know you can't win either way people are gonna pick on you if you do damned if you do damned if you don't yeah right and at one point, she says, did your old gods ever answer you, Ned? She wondered when you knelt before your heart tree, did they ever hear you? Well, Bran did. <laughs> <laughs> he did or will or is yeah. one of those. <laughs> oh, that's kind of related travel, to the old I gods, hope. the whole tree net. That's basically what it is, right? There's tree a, net. Yeah. It's self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> tree net. That is awesome. She sees like uh, visions of the warrior uh, and like Stannis, Rob, like the face, and then sees Arya's face as well. Like in the warrior's face. So that was interesting. Mm. Can we make a shirt 
that's like the Skynet, but change the logo to yeah. a heart tree and would do tree net. We should, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, well, Mimi's working on shirts, so is she? As far as, as far as I know, last time I had a, I had a meeting with her. I was like, "Yeah, big things we need t-shirts." You guys have meetings? Yeah, we have like a meeting once a year or something like that. Oh, okay. Just well, <laughs> yeah. just to like see the state of like the podcast meetings, like state of the nation, state of the podcast address. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we don't get the address. You guys just have your secret meetings. Like, I mean, it's not to be secret. I'm just I'm teasing you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. So, uh, yeah, so I don't have many notes on that part. No, that's pretty much all I have on the before she goes back to the tents, right? Yeah. So then she goes back to the uh, tent, to Renly's tent, to find Brienne arming or uh, um, putting the armor on Renly. Mm. So everybody leaves, and it's just the three of them. Yeah. Well, even before they leave, I mean, like, they're talking about, like, Mathis, it's Mathis, Rowan, Rowan and uh, Renly, uh, Randall Tarly, and they both, they're saying, hey, we should attack before dawn. They're like, oh, we'll wait. We don't want to, like, win cheaply. But, like, if they attack before dawn, they would have won. <laughs> like, they would have <laughs> crushed Stannis. Mm. Uh, but even more than that, like, here's the thing. I, I don't blame Caitlyn for this. This is Martin had to do it, right? But if people hate Caitlyn will. It's like, they were talking. Caitlyn's like, hey, I've been waiting forever. Like, get out of this tent so I can talk to Renly. Like, if they had waited, like, literally one minute longer, they would have been there and see the shadow come in. Kill him. Like, <laughs> you don't think the minute. shadow was outside going, like, oh, one of those guys going to yeah. leave? Well, the shadow only has till dawn, right? I think it only survives till dawn. Even yeah. even if it did that, and I don't think it was. It was just no, I don't that it so. came in. But, I mean, it, literally, if they were there, like, a one minute longer, they would have seen the shadow coming in, and it would have changed everything, because they would have seen who killed Renly, and then Caitlyn wouldn't have been, like, found guilt. Like, they wouldn't have thought Caitlyn was involved mm. in it, and then, they, well, I'll, get, I'll touch back on that later, but it's literally, it's literally a minute difference would make a yeah. huge difference here. But, yeah. Yeah. But the, the shadow needs, there needs to be light, correct, for the shadow to be able to affect the real world, right? I don't know. I just know. I just I just figured that, like, by the time the sun comes up, that's it. Like, it's, it's going to, because the sun's not up yet, it's almost up, right? Like yeah, exactly. Out. It's it's just before dawn, but but there is a mention, I believe, of all the candles, right? Or, I think it was Melisandre's like bullshit answer. To am I like, just making that up? Because, well, because no, in there, the cave, there, there, there's candles mentioned. Because okay. like because like the Davos is like this is a creature of darkness, and she's like, no, but you need light to make a shadow. It's just like, oh, okay, exactly. Like, the BS like answer to. <laughs> <laughs> and in the shadow baby scene, Davos has a lantern. Mm-hmm. Please, so. Hmm. Well, maybe I mean you, you technically do, but it's it's like because you know because he was just saying a shadow is a creature of darkness and it's evil, and she's like, well, no, it's created by light. But I mean, it's still kind of evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where the, the there's no real set parameters for the abilities of a shadow demon. It's just kind of the writers, whatever the writer says, like Superman, like oh, how much can he lift? Uh, depends on the writer. But the idea of I think I think they only have that one night of existence. Like they can't survive till past dawn. Yeah. I think the sun kills them. I agree. I agree. So, the, like, there was only a limited amount of time it could show up. Plus, they were going to attack at dawn, right? So it had to be before dawn mm. to, to hit. But I'm just saying, it was, it was it was literally one minute. If they were there one minute longer, if Caitlin had <laughs> been so much different. <laughs> Do you think the shadow took like all night to cross the field? I think well, maybe because well, Stannis did say like you have till morning to come come and surrender to me. So maybe they waited till really late just in case he would show up, just to be like honest about it. Because if they send it like an hour into the night, well, that's kind of like not giving Renly the chance to. <laughs> and 
unless the shadow's really, really slow, and they're like, "Oh, we got to birth this thing right now." It's I think they'd be pretty birth. fast, though, right? Like, it's just, like it's, yeah, it's I'm so sure they my birthday. I'm so boom, gone. The, the, the timing of this is interesting. Like, only Martin knows exactly like how it got there and and that. But it was just like this is something that was just the plot demanded. Oh man, Melisandre births a lot of shadow babies. She must have stretch marks, man. I tell you, all these babies. Oof, lordy. Yeah, she glamours over them, probably. Oh, that's true. Because she's yeah, that's right. Because she's busted up anyway. Yeah, I like the story they were talking about too. Like they're talking about because they were they were on opposite sides of the siege and they're talking about how they oh we're gonna throw those guys off the wall and that Rowan was like well that didn't happen. He's like yeah we have to keep them in case we have to eat them. <laughs> so, so Renly was was in Storm's Ed during the siege, yeah, right? He was a kid there during the siege, so he was there with Stannis, like seeing oh. what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And who, and who was laying siege to it? Remind me. Uh, Mace uh, Tyrell and like everybody else. Like okay, so Ren- so Tarly was outside. Yeah, and Rowan, like they were outside, and, and they remember that. Like gotcha. they're like that's why they, they, we didn't see any guys catapulted from the walls. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I know. Mace, I mentioned a Maester Crescent again. He's like, come on, guys, we may have to eat these people. Let's keep them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, mm. is this the only time Renly really mentions Davos? Mm. He's like, and if it weren't for the Onion Knight, we would have had to eat them. But uh, I, I don't feel like he ever. There's never a moment where he's like, "Ooh, that Onion Knight, he saved us." <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Like, Caitlin was trying to make a deal between them or something, like the Great Council idea. But then Renly's like, "No, it's time to see who's the stronger." But I mean, like in reality, he was the stronger. He had a huge army. But he did. Yes. What can so he do against he, magic, right? That's like you know, you boast, and when you think you're gonna win, you're like, "Yeah, no, we're not gonna talk about this." But as soon as you're on the weaker side, you're like, yeah. "Let's talk about this one." Okay, so let's talk about the actual like appearance of the shadow here. Okay, because they were talking to each other, and then it was the, the king's shadow coming in, and there's something wrong, and then the keyword "cold" said Renly before he goes struck. Cold. Yeah, that's you key. That, you think that word is key to something? Yeah, like because just like like well, we're, we're talking about how like well, it seems things look like it's a lore against like the great other or at least the forces of each, but like the fact that he said cold was interesting. Because you wouldn't really attribute cold to a shadow, and especially before Dance of Dragons, where we saw Melisandre at least believe she's on the right. Mm-hmm. Before that, we, she could have been a complete fake, like and even knowing it. And, and this was like some, sometimes read that way that she's like maybe she's serving the the others mm. or something like that. But now we know that she at least believes she's serving Rolor. But uh, cold is odd that he said cold. Yeah. So. What did he say? Well, how does that? I'm trying to find the beginning of that sentence. Cold said Renly in a small puzzled voice, and I'll, I'll bring this up because in the next chapter with John, there's also talk about cold. But I mean, like not just the fact that it's being cold outside, but but there's a top, there's a talk of, like the smell of cold and the smell of cold is death. Yeah. Like so, and that's right after this chapter. That's not by chance. Like he's when he put the chapters okay. together like this. So cold is just on its own. It's not at. It's not within a sentence, huh? No, it just says cold said Renly in a small puzzled voice. Oh. Interesting. Is he saying the the shadow blade is cold? Cold. I don't know. It didn't even touch him, but just like before it got to him, like he yeah he he, he was like cold. Well, it might have been oh, in his chill. neck already. I mean, because it just says it wasn't go through his gorget, so it might have like he might have whispered it as it was like piercing him. Maybe yeah. Hmm. But I mean, like, even just the presence of it was cold. But it's the shadow. Like the, 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 I think that and it's just that one word. Like it's, it has a purpose there to it. So it may, may come out in the future, or they may have cool. theories on it. Interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. 
Well, before we before we saw like uh, George gave us Melisandre's POV for a reason, I think. Like, well, before he did, it was a really a complete mystery. Like, we, she could have been a complete double agent, like intentional mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Then we see, no, at least she believes she's like with Rolar. But before we saw that, like this and other things, I think were linked to like, well, maybe she's directly serving the others. The shadow stuff is just BS. But uh, I don't know. I just think mm-hmm. that's relevant. But. Interesting. So he's uh, dying now, and Brienne's there. And apparently he he's bleeding like crazy. Oh yeah, because it soaks Brienne's cloak so much that she can't it won't catch fire later. Yeah, that's and a it, lot of blood. It, that's it, a it, lot of blood. That is a lot of blood. And the fact that he was wearing the armor too like proves to uh, Loras later on that like it wasn't Brienne that killed him because it couldn't have chopped through like with one chop through that uh, armor. Do you think everybody got that CSI on it? <laughs> no, they did. Like th- that's what not not right away, but later on, Loras actually says that. Like he's like, but he's like, wait a minute. Like she, he was, it was, why did she wait till he put on like his armor? And then like in one chop, he got through, like even he couldn't get through. Like it was just like the oh. shadow, only the shadow sword could get through like, like that, like for one slice. Mm. So he did so CSI. Cold, it. It's hot. Yeah. yeah Loris did CSI that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good CSI Miami pun now. Take off glasses. <laughs> CSI San Francisco. So <laughs> <laughs> This murder happened in sunglasses off cold blood <laughs> yes yes there you go <laughs> so okay so um so then after it happens immediately robar royce and emin and emin coo come oh. running in uh because brienne yelled i think or caitlin yelled they're like oh shit yeah you, you're good no <laughs> cried brienne the blue so brienne didn't did brienne see it uh, I don't know. I think she wasn't even looking exactly at that point. I think Caitlin kind of explains it. Uh, she had that big hunk of man in front of her. How she could she yeah. notice anything else? So, and she does. Caitlin does mention here that it looks like, Stan, or she thinks it's Stannis, right? Mm. Yeah, she recognizes Stannis. As, like, looks like Stannis, not Renly. Yeah. Mm. So we've got a bald shadow. Kills it, and the <laughs> men run in. Uh, Brienne goes crazy, defends yeah. herself, cuts somebody's hands off or hand yeah. off. Does she kill a guy or just cut somebody's hand off? I don't know because I, I mean, that's the thing. I think she supposedly killed somebody for the first time later, but maybe she wasn't keeping count here. Like she probably <laughs> injured somebody enough to to mm. kill them. Brienne's blade suits to the wooden. Uh, My honor as a Stark. See here, Caitlin gets Robar to, to side with him. And, like the Stark honor is important. Hmm. connections with Robert Royce because they have connections with the Royces so he helps out and Caitlin smashes this guy over the head <laughs> <laughs> I remember that she, so. it doesn't seem like she actually kills anybody she cuts somebody's hand off yeah and then Caitlin bashes somebody's head in yeah and they convince the third guy to uh, yeah, help out yeah I mean she wouldn't know she didn't know when they killed anyone because she I think later on she has her first kill in the books hmm. like so that makes sense of course, the guy she chopped the hand off might have died later from like <laughs> yeah, from any known disease back then. <laughs> so remind me what happened in the show. Did like Loris run in and go crazy? What happened at this? Oh uh, no, Loris wasn't there. That would have been interesting actually. But like Brienne did kill the two guys. She just killed the two guys that came in because she's like way more of a killer in the show, right? She just killed gotcha. people she's right and left, murdered, which yeah. is fine. Like that's not necessarily a problematic change. Okay. It just made her like like get into that earlier. It, it is it is a change that you have to know, but it's not like a problematic one. It's just that's yeah. that's the way she is. Uh, so then they run out, and uh, it's too bad Brienne 
can't go back for her armor, man. Now she's got mm. no nice blue armor. Shit. That would be useful, actually. Yeah. Um, but they run out and instantly become BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're forced to by, like... Circumstance, yeah. I guess. It's the two things. One was, like, those guys weren't there. But second, the fact was Caitlyn was here is, is crucial. Because as they go out, like, she realizes they're all going to go over to Stannis. But she's no posi- position to negotiate for Rob anymore because she's, like, suspect number one or two. Yeah. She has to get out of there. Whereas if she wasn't, maybe she could have tried to win the Tyrells to her side with some sort of deal. This is what the right thing to do. Mm. Um, what else we got here? Oh, and then she, she's pretty. You can, you can tell Caitlyn like if she she when she needs to, she can even she can pull up, pull on like the Lord's face or the Lady's face because she's like, we got to ride out of here. Any man tries to stop us, cut him down. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got a badass side. Absolutely, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, but she definitely is doesn't like Stannis now either. Like, she'll remember that. Yeah. All the power of Storm's End and Highgarden, the power that had been Renly's an hour ago, they belong to Stannis now, she realized. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily, because they were shitty about... They should have gone... They didn't get them. <laughs> the Highgarden left, right? No. Not only that, they, they they got some of the Baratheon troops. Like, Randall Tarly took them over and just took them. <laughs> like, the foot. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, it would have been really good to get the, the Highgarden forces on your side. If you could negotiate, they end up going with Joffrey because there's nobody else to pair with. Mm. Well, Littlefinger came around and and yeah. twiddled his little finger and made some magic happen. But uh, yeah. now we have another f- uh, foreboding about the Red Wedding here, mm. uh, with Caitlin thinking I Stannis had been saying I am the rightful king. He had declared his jaw clenched hard as iron, and your son, no less a traitor than my brother here, his day will come as well. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. How did I not know he was gonna die? <laughs> yeah. Well, but he didn't. He wasn't killed by Stannis, unless you believe the leeches did something. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, kind of do. You do. You, you, I think you were always, yeah, you were always kind of like favoring that. Uh, I think I like, a, you know, I like a little magic thrust in there, and yeah, I just think it's just she's just taking. It. She knows she can see it coming, and she just takes credit for it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I'm always torn between those two. Yeah. Between that option, because otherwise it's just it's just too good of an option. You can just keep doing it, like just. Well, you need king's blood. I know, but you could just. There's a young boy. He'll have plenty of blood. Just like bleach him every six months. Like a young boy, he's gone now. Yeah, because they were going to kill him. But if it, but if if leeching him was good enough just to kill like people, then you oh, could just keep I, doing I see it. What you're saying she was yeah. trying to protect herself, yeah. and then she just kind of does BS stuff. She's like, oh yeah, new pretenders will rise. Well, you could just kill them again. Like only take a couple more, and then there won't be any left. Like. It's, okay. It's just I think she's taking advantage of it. Yeah, I don't. Well, I think she, she has to she have knows sex with him yeah. to make him hard, and then she can leech his penis. Oh wait, that was the show. No, that was Sorry. the show. I'm so t- yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was there was logic there though. Like just you gotta look deeply into that. There's logic. <laughs> she wanted the blood pumping. Yeah. Anything that's else about this chapter? Uh, no, that's that's all I got. I think that's all I. Got. Yeah. It was good. Do chapter. you think? Uh, what do you think would have happened if they had had a king's moot? Oh, like between, the Grand Council thing? Yeah, that yeah was between thing. Stanley, Stanley, oh my god, <laughs> Stannis and Renly, <laughs> or their combined Stanley. It's like the two Vicks episode in Voyager. Um, Probably Renly would have won anyways because he was more popular. Like in terms of <laughs> Stanley? Yeah, Stanley definitely would have won. He would have been a good <laughs> king. Stannis, Renly, and Rob, what would have happened? I think Rob's uh, North thing we talked about the, uh, is is not necessarily like he's not necessarily tied forever to the Northern Independence thing. I think with the right king, he might be willing to negotiate to being a lord again. Like it was kind of unfortunate. Like it didn't help him. That title did not help him. It just gave him extra responsibilities. It didn't help him at all mm. having King of the North title. 
Well, uh, I mean, it really enforced the Northmen behind them. They were I like, guess yes. it gave them something to aim for. Like it had, that was that goal to get northern. Actually, well, it, it, again, that's fine if it's just the north. The problem is he's tied with the Riverlands and he has to defend the Riverlands. Yeah. Like if it's just the north is one thing, but the Riverlands are not like inherently part of the north. They're yeah. just not really defensible. Half of them, anyways. Hmm. So. All right. Okay. That's good. About does it for that chapter. Next chapter, the John Four. He said. John Four. Yes. Let's see what happens in this chapter. Oh, we reach the fist of the first men Mm. in this chapter, and it's pretty much um, John at the fist of the first men, Um, and then he leaves the fist and finds um, the bag or the cloak full of dragon glass and the horn, Mm. and that's. well, that's basically what happens in this chapter. That's pretty much it, yeah. Like there's this small things like they actually do dig latrines. I was surprised about that. It's like the TV show was getting it from the text. Nice. They, they just dig latrines. Um, but I guess because they're staying in one particular area too. But they were doing the same thing there. Mm. Uh, stop acting the boy. He told himself. So even then he was thinking about that. Don't act like a boy. <laughs> Don't act like a boy. You know what? The fist of the first men when they're describing in the book it reminds me of. Um, Wow, I can't remember the place now. My you, geek cred is diminishing. You mean in the UK? No, I'm thinking of uh, a fantasy here. In Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. in uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, where the hill they go on where Frodo gets stabbed by the ring wraith. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of that hill right now, uh, but that's oh, what I think of when I see okay. it. It's just, it's just like a, just in the middle of nowhere, there's just this upjut you know, of rocks mm. and uh, kind of just this hill. It's randomly there. That's what I picture, mm. although surrounded by more trees and stuff. But what what do you get? This chapter is descriptions of like lemon and beer and honey and like what like how to make coffee <laughs> and tea and stuff. What Mormons like personal? <laughs> he doesn't like lemon in his spiced wine, but he has a lemon in his beer in the morning. Yeah, just in case anybody was wondering. He's got this whole like detailed like description. Like you, you could put that into the feast of ice and fire like right in there for how to make this stuff <laughs> is a comet still around because they're like the long red tail of a mormon's torch or is that like is that they were talking about the comet or they're talking about actual torch well i missed that part i'm yeah. not sure this is the long red tail of mormon's torch burned as bright as the moon so i think that's the comet i guess why are they calling it mormon's torch is that, is that the, what they call it <laughs> mormon's torch interesting i don't know I tend to think it's just the torch, but that's kind of strange. It has capitals too. That's the thing on both, so it seems like it would be the comet. Really? But I don't remember they using that using that terminology before. But. Yeah. Did they ever come up with that name? Or did they? I guess they like, did. While they were just they're like, hey, this thing is to help us. Hey, this is Mormon's torch. <laughs> traps everywhere. Look at this, and then they yep. have the corn. The- so we got first. So let's let's go through a description here. Okay. The fist of the first men. It's just kind of like a hill. Mm. That rises above the tree tree line, right? Yep. Um, so the top of it's just kind of open and 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 defensible, but there's a ring, like a stone wall around it. Yeah, it's a ring for it. So it's it's got it's got it's it's got the stone wall maybe broken down a bit over time. So how how high is this wall? <clears throat> Does it say how high it is? Let's see. I don't think so. I'm picturing because in <laughs> in New England where I'm from, we have stone walls everywhere, mm. and they're like you know, three feet high. So in my head, I'm picturing a three foot wall surrounding his fist. The first man, I'm like, that's not really going to do anything. No, I don't know how high it is. I think they kind of climbs over it. Let's see. 
but they, but they also reinforce it with spikes and stuff like that. So it's just yeah, like they starting. put spikes in between the where the wall isn't. Um, but it's like a big wall. I don't. I don't. I just don't. Mm. I'm picturing how they use this wall. Oh, they probably just... have a, don't they have a picture online of it somewhere, like a artist rendition. Let's see. I don't know. That's yeah. Have we seen artist renditions of the Fist of the First Man? Then Let's see. Fist of the First Man. Images. I'm just expecting I to see a giant fist. Fisting it's, images. It's not showing anything. Oh, I see one picture here, but that's absurd. You can't get up that. Yeah, it's like a cliff. It's from the show, I think. Yeah, you got the show one. I see one artist rendition, but I don't know how you get up there. That's impossible. It just seemed to take a while to get up that hill. Like, he, he has to be careful going up the hill. It's like... Hmm. No, we'll probably see some more artwork of it in the future. Interesting. So, so do the so do the first men have an epic battle there with the others? I don't know. Like, uh, they may have. Like, uh, but that's where they have their battle yeah. <laughs> with it, right? Hmm. And when we talk about like giants, like there's a oh no, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of dragons. Never mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing it actually being a fist of a giant under the earth, but. Hmm. That's not right. It's dragons under the castles, not giants. And they were talking about, oh yeah, they're talking about it smells like cold, somebody says. And they're like, there's no smell to cold. And then John says, yes, there is or something. And he's remembering it smells like death mm. like the, from the chambers. So that was interesting. Yeah, and it's weird that we get that right after we get cold from Renly, like yeah. immediate, the chapter immediately after. I think this, this is not by chance, the fact that these two chapters mention that together. Hmm. Okay, so we have that. John and then we have Ghost, Ghost who yeah. is afraid or or anxious mm. uh, to to go past the wall, mm. right? That's how far Ghost gets yeah. up to that stone wall. And he's like, mm, no thanks, and he turns around. Hmm. What's up with that? He doesn't like the first men? Maybe he knows what's going to happen there later on, right? They're going to get, like, butchered. Think so? Yeah, I don't know. That's, the, that's the only, I was trying to think of the, well, why he wouldn't go there. That's the only reason I could think like that was like evident. But you're right. Maybe there's something there that isn't like. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of magic, you know, like first man magic or something. But yeah. why? I feel like the first man would be okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. This should be a safe place. Like I should want to be in here. Yeah. Why would there be a problem with with, with ghosts? Especially, he's more like it seems like he's in line with the first man and this other stuff. Unless lots of people died there, and he kind of just it was like a death. bad place in the past. Yeah. yeah. A slaughter, a first man slaughter. So they go and show. He finds the grave where they have. Uh, but it was. See, thing. This was buried recently. Whatever had been put there had been put there recently. Says John, because there was uh, nothing growing over it. It was nothing growing on it, and the, the the dirt was loose. Yeah. And fine, almost sand. I think he says. Yeah. And they find the dragon glass, and it's, it's wrapped in the black coat of the brothers. Mm. So this being put recently by somebody with a black coat. So do we think that Benjamin put it there? Yeah, I think that's the popular opinion. Yeah. Is that is that Benjamin did it and he probably um if there's some sort of magic up at the fist like around the wall or something then he probably can't go through. But that doesn't make sense cuz all no. the other whites and stuff go through during the battle. Like why did he leave it there? It just and how does he know about dragon like it's just so much unexplained information. Do, do you think uh do you think he put it there and then did a little stark warging? To get ghosts to get John over there? Oh, like he is. That's uh, just interesting. Do you think Benjamin had? Like he, he he did have the genetics for it. Yeah. So, but it, was he actively involved in it? Mm. But just seems strange. Why? Why there? And why? Like, 
Yeah, why why there in particular? And why not just, like, and why even bury it if you're going to have somebody find it? Like if you're just trying to lead someone to something, why why even take the time to bury it? Yeah, why not just put it right at the top of the fist? Like, yeah, put it in this spot. And the horn, and there's the horn underneath it. Yeah. Was he hiding it the, just for himself, maybe? Or I, I, I don't. I don't it, or was is that the horn him? they burn in dance? Do they actually burn that horn? Or is it? Or does Mance have a horn? I think Mance has a horn, but it's not actually it. And then people are like, "This horn is the one that's actually the horn of winter." Okay. But, Where is the horn right now? I think he gave it to Sam, so it's probably sitting in the wall. Well, if he gave it to Sam, did Sam take it down to the? No, Citadel? I don't think he bothered to take it down. So it's probably just sitting at the wall right now, and like the. Uh, in the library or something. Yeah. So he gave the he gave the horn to Sam. Really? I feel like he gave it to Sam because uh, well, does the Tower of the Hands anything about the horn? I don't know. And a hunting horn is all it says. They have not been there long. That's such a mystery. Like, if okay, let's let's say it isn't Benjen. Okay. Just for the sake of argument, who, where, how did it get there? Well, if it's not Benjen, it's probably something to do with Bloodraven. Then Bloodraven probably put it there. But he can't move. Yeah, I know. But he like through his like whatever, he through his network, through his people. Through he had tree his, net. He had his people do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He did something. He had it dug up. Oh. Yeah, and then put the black cloak there because the black cloak they could have got easily. There's plenty of dead brothers all over the place. Yeah, lots of dead brothers. Yeah. Well, the dead brothers are now whites. Or yeah, others. but they could just kill them and take the clothes or something. Like they re-kill them or whatever. Re-kill them. <laughs> when we when we bump into Cold Hands later on, does he have his cloak still? Uh, that, I don't, that I don't remember. I feel like he's described as wearing like black. Mm. But, uh, this is something that will definitely be explained later on, and then it'll be like, oh, it all make sense. Yeah. But now, right now, it's just like, well, I'm the one that put that there and the thing, and so, yeah. But it's so strange. Like, I could see that because, like, a blood raven or brand thing, because like time doesn't matter when you're looking through the trees. Yeah. Um, them knowing that John would walk there, mm. like, not actually leading John there, but knowing that he would be there all by himself. Yeah. Um. I could see that. that oh, do you think? Do you think uh, Ghost was being worried here by like Bloodraven? Because here we go. They, it's saying like, and then he was looking at his eyes, and then it's like there was something fierce and terrible in him in that instant when he was like looking at Ghost. Oh, true. He does mention something about that. So maybe Ghost, and not like a hundred percent like worried, but like being like drawn to that place was being influenced by something. Mm. That's interesting, and then that would tie into to it being probably Bloodraven putting it there. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Water streamed down his jaws. Like, why is water streaming down his jaws? Oh, he takes like, a lick, lick of the stream, and it says oh, okay, it's like yeah. silver. There's something about silver. His eyes glowed red and baleful. Isn't Bloodraven's eyes red? Or is that? Is yeah, but but ghost eyes are always red. Always, always red. I know. Still. So, hmm. But why baleful? Why, why did he bale? Like, why, why would it? Be? That's. Cold uh, yeah. is dressed in blacks and grays of the Night's Watch, with a scarf concealing his face. His hands are as black and cold as ice, and he rides a great elk. A flock of raven flies under his command. He does not breathe. All right, so it sounds like he's still got all his black stuff, unless he had some extra. Maybe, maybe if uh, so, this ghost never crossed the. Uh, he said he never crossed the ring for and go inside the fist. He never does that. Uh, I think he does when he goes to get John. He actually goes in. Yeah, which means he may be forced by a warg, right? So mm-hmm. Blood Raven may be like, I don't care if you don't like it, we're going through. Interesting. Or it could be Bran, right? If time doesn't matter. <laughs> hmm. 
I was thinking, well, maybe, well, or maybe he, he, like, the warging gets blocked somehow by those rocks, and like John has to bring it. It's really we're playing with something we don't understand here. We just not mm. enough information. I'm yeah. kind of liking the Blood Raven thing. That's pretty interesting. Well, he is setting. I mean, like, if you look at it, you gotta be careful again. Not that he does everything, but he is in a position to do a lot. Like, yeah. even to send the wolves to them, he's easily in that position. He can just cause that wolf to go down there hmm. and go south of the wall. Like, that's not that hard to do. Interesting. Anyways, I think that's all I have on this chapter. Yeah, not much else for me. Um, it's good to be back into the rereads here. Absolutely. Okay, well, I have an announcement just on the Collector's Edition I'm going to make now. Collector's edition of it's of a flight of sorrows. Like we had their ebook done last year, and now we have the collector's edition, which is a print copy. And what it has is it has all the material that was in a flight of sorrows, plus a lot of new essays by the authors, including me, in it. And it's going to be on sale October first, like to the October thirty first, so just the month of this October two thousand thirteen is the only so time you can get it. It's on sale for just October. Yeah. Okay. So on October first, we'll put it on our site. Like we'll have links up on our site. And uh, so if you're interested in getting it, you have to get it this month. Like it won't be on sale. And it's online ordering only, I'm assuming? It'll be online ordering only from Amazon and uh, I believe one other place. Like again, there's no pre-order. So on October 1st, we'll put it on the site uh, where to get it. Okay. And uh, But before then, uh, probably this weekend, I'm going to be recording an episode with uh, Alex from Tower of the Hand and and probably Stefan for the collector's edition. And we'll be discussing some of the essays in it. So kind of like a bonus episode, nice related nice. to that, yeah. And and I wrote the afterword, I believe. You did. It was the afterword that you wrote? Yeah. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So. So we all kind of well, yeah. If you want to read Kyle as well, he's in there. Then. Yeah, I didn't have to actually come up with theories and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool to have like when you have like just your writing in the book, right? And that we're all in there. Oh yes, it's very yeah. exciting. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cool thing. So, so the original Flight, Flight of Sorrows was just a digital version. There was no yeah. hard copy. It's just ebook, and that one is still available for sale. It's just on. It's just always on Amazon. Like okay, you, you can get that through our store actually, on the website. But this collector's editions has all of that material plus a, plus a bunch of us have written new essays. Okay, like most of the authors have come back. I don't think Mimi did because she was a bit busy. But together is the collector's edition to make it longer and a print form of it very cool did yeah. you did you decide on a name for your essay uh yeah well i i had input like i, I actually got some input from the fans as well but i talking with the editor we, we settled with uh, a feast of vipers a feast of vipers yes talks about dorn and stuff and and I, and I will be talking about that in the episode that's coming up so very cool yeah I, I it was fun like it's it was good writing in this area again i like writing on the series so fantastic i, I look forward to it it should be it should be really cool. It should be cool. fun. Nice, okay. nice book, book to read and fit on my shelf. Yeah, be good. Cool. Well, I guess that's all I have for there. If you have any other news, or if you want to just wrap it us up. No, I don't have any other news. So uh, yeah, I'll say uh, thank you guys for listening to this chapter recap episode. Um, thank you guys for listening always. Please follow along with us uh, at the website, on our Facebook page, on Twitter, on YouTube, and all those at uh, Podcast of Ice and Fire or A P O I A F. And uh, we look forward to chatting some more. Thank you, guys. See you next time.
good. Under an hour as well, which is good. Excellent. Yeah. Just one comment to you, and I'll mention to Ashley and Mimi as well. Like, you know the art book that we're working on? Like, yep. Uh, I'm going to do a chapter of that for Summer Swords. Um, and uh, Jessica said she would be cool if all of us did like a chapter somewhere. It's like we all contribute yeah. to it. So you should okay. like save a chapter for yourself. Say, I'm going to do this chapter. You don't have to do it right away. I haven't done mine. Just to save it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll have to do that. I'm uh, I'm knee deep in uh, podcast fantasy survivor and podcast fantasy football. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So awesome. All right. So I'll, you just hold on to your file as usual, but I we'll should do. be okay with mine. Sounds good. All right. I'll be in touch then. All right, Amy. Take care, man. Bye. Dun, dun, dun. Is it getting chilly up there? Not yet. It's still okay right now. Oh. It's September. Gotcha. It's a it's a cold, dreary day in Los Angeles. Mm. It's unusual. Yeah, it's just so warm right now. It's very, very unusual. Cool, cool, cool. Do you have any notes here? Oh, I mean, we. I just wanted to do like yeah, like kind of a quick episode. The two chapters. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. Uh, we want. We, we want to mention George. Uh, mentioning us on the blog and the yeah. site. I don't know if we want to do it at the start or at the end. Uh, we should just do it at the start. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then uh, wish him a happy birthday. Oh, it's his birthday then. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Upon recording this, it is your birthday, George. Cool. And at the very end, I'll do a plug of the collector's edition, which I'm going to record the next episode. Like about. But I'll mention that's coming up. But like other than that, I don't really have anything to to say news wise. Like if you have anything, you can bring that up. You want to talk oh. about any casting or that sort oh, of stuff? Shoot. I guess I should check out Winter is Coming really quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Titan Con, Amy Richardson. Uh, who's that? Marcella? Who is this? You know. Two Creator. Titan Con. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we don't. It won't take us too long. It should be a quick episode, cool. which is good. Okay, this is episode one nineteen, I believe. Let's see, one nineteen for the week of coming out next week. So Sunday, twenty second. So the chapters aren't. There's not much going on, so we no. should be able to. Well, the first chapter is a good, has a lot of stuff. That's, all right, we're good to go. All right. I have my recorder open. Oh, let me do mine. But uh, I'll record. Oh, okay, I'm recording. Cool. Good to go? Yep. Good go. Here it goes.